0: Welcome back everyone. I hope you are doing well and enjoying the summer weather. I know I am. So today's guest is the youngest girl boss ever that I've had on the show. She's only 17 and she's done four TED Talks and has her own charity and just her own business as well and branding herself. She is so talented, so motivating, and she shares her experiences with ADHD friendships, relationships, growing up, and just all about life. She is so inspiring. Please welcome Vivian Tan. Welcome back everyone. I hope you're doing well. I'm so excited because I have one of the youngest guests on the podcast today. Her name is Vivian Tan and she is here. She has been on TED Talk multiple times and we'll get into that. And she is just an amazing little girl boss and about to take over the world as she finishes high school. So welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Hopefully
1: I could, you know, try, try to start my own thing once I get out of school. But you know, me, but I don't know about word domination, though. But that only really
0: <laughs> sounds like a faraway dream. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. But yeah, so you're still in school and we'll get into that. But first of all, what defines your lifestyle? I would I would wish my lifestyle would be one of those, you know, very aesthetic,
1: organized lifestyles on YouTube. Like, oh, my gosh, you're yes, so amazing. Yes. So inspiration, right? Sadly, my life in them like that, I would say it definitely has a lot of rope road bumps um I would say sometimes there's a lot of I would say for example sometimes I do struggle to wake up in the morning because I'm not a morning person so that's part of my lifestyle (laughs) other times it's a lot of balancing between work and also kind of like different aspects in terms of like hanging out with friends and family and also school as well so a lot of juggling in terms of my nonprofit and also speaking as well Mm. But also, a lot, I would say definitely a lot of exploration as well, because like I'm still trying to find myself, even though I still found a little bit kind of who I am, kind of my personal brand in terms of what I want to be and mixing like creativity and professionalism. Yeah. But it's still kind of a work in progress. But I always gonna say like there's still time. Like, yeah. I kind of really think they needs to be rushed. And I also believe that life's just a long journey of learning and kind of you have to keep on doing it over and over again because yeah like it's not a one-time thing I would say
0: yeah honestly I I'm a few years older than you you're about the age of my sister we said that (laughs) and um I feel the same exact way about my lifestyle. It's creative. It's professional. It's still finding myself. It's exploration. And I feel like I thought I was going to become an adult and I'd be like, oh, poof, like I'm done, like everything's set. But no, it continues. It keeps going. So I don't know if that's encouraging or discouraging to you, but on the bright side, we're all in this together.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I would I would have to say, I wish school also did help with kind of yeah. developing our lifestyles as well, because the vibe that I get in terms of my school community in like BC, Canada, Lower Mainland, it's like for post-secondary, okay, this is what you need to, you need to get into post-secondary, ideally, even though there's other options, but you know what, society prefers universities or colleges, mm-hmm. but we're not going to really tell you how to get there or or what life skills you need to learn in order to become an adult.
0: Exactly. So you to
1: teach random stuff that might not be that useful.
0: Exactly. Same with here in the US. Like I talk about this a lot when it comes to finances. They don't set you up for success in that sense, but also too, when it comes to lifestyle, I totally agree because school's teaching you like science and like history which is great and all but it's like how are we forming as adults and how are we figuring out our life beyond school and in the U.S. like it's probably somewhat similar maybe a little different but I think that's something that we could work on together
1: yeah that's true I also heard that like it's somewhat I don't know correct me if I'm wrong but I feel that it's also what I've heard from other people from the U.S. it's somewhat similar in terms of competitiveness in terms of like going in post-secondary
0: yeah <laughs>
1: and also you know trying to get a job you know and our can be pretty competitive yeah like I don't know why it seems like a competitive environment because there's so many people trying to apply to something and you have to set like high expectations for yourself. And sometimes it can be a little bit damaging, like towards like oh. physical mental health. Like
0: Yeah. Uh. I totally agree. I, like you are preaching to the choir. And I love what you're saying. Social media doesn't help because we're always posting the best part of our lives. But I think the US in general um is very competitive and it is damaging. And honestly, like I don't share a lot of behind the scenes like mental health stuff in my life, but sometimes I do get on myself and like I realize like I've I've done so much I've um succeeded in so many ways but sometimes I forget that because everyone else is just like shouting out mm-hmm. what they're doing and it's like oh it's overwhelming. <laughs>
1: yeah. You actually brought up a really good point about social media and kind of forgetting like our own accomplishments because yeah, when we yeah. see like other people's um their various accomplishments like what they did it's definitely like but they have something that we don't have, and naturally, we want it. Right. Like,
0: yeah. Oh, man, I wish nature. I wish they
1: got it. But I also say like, a lot of times with like success and all that, everyone sees all the good parts, but the behind the scenes, no one really talks about that or kind of show that there's a lot of work, a lot of struggles that yeah. kind of goes behind like our successes and yeah. what we do.
0: Yeah, no, you're totally right. And I can see both sides to that because I really do enjoy the entrepreneurs who share the rawness and the crying behind the scenes. But on the other hand, for me too, I'm like, well, I'm trying to be professional and I don't really want people to see the worst of me, but like, you know what I mean? So I feel like there's a fine balance because obviously I'm not killing it every single day it seems like that maybe on the outside but inside I'm like oh my gosh I'm struggling that's how I feel so Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that on the balance between those two things
1: I actually do agree that there is a balance but I would say it also depends like a lot of things it depends on circumstances because it's like life in a lot of various aspects is not all just black and white it's very of gray it depends on kind of who you are kind of what's your environment so I would say there's definitely should be you know some level of professionalism because you don't want to share everything like right. there should be a line between like a personal life and also your professional life as well just to kind of set some boundaries not only for others but also for yourself like healthy boundaries I would say
0: yeah it's something I
1: juggled kind Me of juggled when I tried to go into volunteering and you know trying trying to explore like different aspects of my life
0: Yeah, no, I totally can relate to that. And speaking about personal and professional life, can you give us a little bit about your background, how you grew up, like where you're at now?
1: Mm, Okay, awesome. So I was born and raised in Richmond, BC, but my parents immigrated from Hong Kong. so So I did kind of grow up in that type of environment. I would say it was somewhat normal, but then kind of as I grew up, that's when puberty hit yeah that I would say puberty hit, hit like a truck
0: for me <laughs> that's so um, funny
1: and I would say in elementary school like people think I was probably the really really good kid like people like yes I was a good kid but I also didn't listen that well and that actually was also kind of a big red flag as well because I couldn't speak until I was three years old
0: mm, I actually didn't hear that
1: and and kind of with that like that's why I also found out I had ADHD so that was kind of like it gave a lot of answers towards like kind of why I acted a certain way or kind of like why why couldn't I focus on what I really wanted to focus on right but I would say I also kind of grew up with a lot of different expectations as well mm-hmm. and in my high school this incentive a program it's kind of where oh you take the incentive you go above and beyond mm-hmm. it's great for you to to you know to push yourself but A lot of times I also did struggle with kind of making sure I'm not pushing myself too much and also trying not to compare myself with others and burnout and also setting like healthy friendships and relationships because I would say with an academic-based environment where you really want to do good and everyone else wants to do good, it can also be um, hard to find, you know, the best friendships out there as well.
0: Yeah, no, I can totally relate because in school, I mean, I'm almost done with school, which is weird, but when I was in high school and middle school, I was really trying extra hard. I really wanted to get good grades, and honestly, I was the my own worst enemy, putting all the pressure on myself, but it can be draining, and it's hard mm-hmm. in that spot sometimes for people to relate to you because- you're so focused on being the best you can be. And sometimes other people aren't, and that's totally fine. But I feel like you have a maturity to you too. <laughs>
1: oh, thank you. I would,
0: I, would, I would say like,
1: perhaps it's probably cause like, I would say definitely when you try to grow, there's also comes a lot of pain from it. And yeah. a lot of the aspects, I also felt like sometimes I didn't really fit in because some, like you said also as well, cause I kind of relate so much to how other people don't really relate to why you want to, you know, achieve so much in academics. And also, especially when you don't achieve, meet your expectations. You beat yourself up over so much and it's yeah. so hard not to get wrapped up in all of your negativity. Mm-hmm. And I would say it was pretty hard, but I did, I'm still learning, but I would say kind of sometimes for good thoughts, it's a lot of all just interrogating yourself and questioning it if it's really true or not. Yeah. And that thing you realize wait, that's actually not that true because there's actually no concrete proof. It's just my assumptions or just thinking ahead.
0: Yeah, no, literally my life right now, like if you took that like 15 seconds that you just said, I I feel like that is me right now, to be honest. And I think it's something that we all struggle with um especially us wanting to achieve a lot and have big goals and dreams because I feel like for me I'm always planning ahead looking ahead what's next what's next and I'm kind of interrogating myself like you said and I, we're our own worst enemies so yeah it's true it happens yeah. and it's something that I think we're probably both constantly working on which is great yeah that is great
1: and sometimes I'm Thinking ahead, like it can be actually a great thing. You know, you always plan ahead, you're prepared if, you know, any mishap comes up, something like, <laughs> right. But it could also cause you a lot of unnecessary worries or and um, it calls other people to be you me she's like why do you think it's so far ahead
0: right I remember right.
1: there's this one time I was graduate I graduated grade seven you know a graduation ceremony we're all partying <laughs> and I said to my kindergarten teacher I'll make sure to visit next year and my, my kindergarten teacher looked at me as if I grew another head and I didn't realize it back then but then my mom told me it was because because you're thinking too much far ahead that's why she's like should enjoy your moment like in the present sometimes
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no it's so true and I think I struggle with that a lot um so it, I think that's funny that you were so young and did that because I probably was the same way and you also mentioned and you've done a TED talk on having ADHD um for such a focused like goal-oriented person like how is that a struggle for you and how do you kind of overcome that daily?
1: So I would say that's a really great question and I would say with that with ADHD do, definitely is a lot of struggles in terms of what people call executive functioning. So it's kind of that aspect in terms of organizing, memorizing, like for example, cleaning, studying. Yeah, I would say I'm not that best at focusing. It's not that I can't focus all the time, but to me, it feels like I can't control when to focus. Oh. Because sometimes in terms of ADHD, it's so different for every person. But for me, it's sometimes when I like something, I focus I focus on it too much to the point where I blink, eight hours gone by. I was like, wait, eight hours? Yeah, but if that's it's, me. And then if it's something I don't like, I was like, oh man, what is this ending? Like, I can't focus. It goes in and out one ear. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I can get pretty overwhelmed in terms of like dates, tasks, and like it can pretty much slip by. And also commitment to like tasks as well for example remembering to keep up the organization system that's pretty hard but definitely reminders to remind myself to (laughs) to do the list to take and to organize definitely really help and also just keeping it simple like as much as I wish I could have aesthetic notes aesthetic (laughs) organization aesthetic notion workspace like I wish I could have that but like a lot of times it can become pretty complex to the point where I start to get confused and dismotivated to not go through it. So I would say for me, I pretty much prefer simplistic um, systems. So I kind of know what is what clearly. So I could motivate myself, hey, you know, it's simple. I can just do it. And also just making sure to give myself some cold cup cool rewards, you know, like a time back, like I got this. Sounds And also sounds kind of cheesy, mm. but definitely try doing a mini journal it doesn't have to be that long but could yeah. be like I think for example like the five things you're grateful for kind of what's one thing you witnessed that would that someone like a good deed that you witnessed So huh, kind okay. of I would say working towards your self-confidence self-love because I also found with me and my a lot of my classmates is a lot of struggles in terms of self-esteem yeah and also a lot insecure insecurities piling up like super high yeah And that also causes us to think that we're not good enough. And when we kind of think that, you know, that's when we start to make it become true because when we tell us enough times, that's going to start to become true, right?
0: Right. And I think... I yeah because I I noticed that too and when I when I was younger when I was your age and even younger I was like when I'm an adult everyone's gonna get me everyone's gonna be so like responsible and totally confident but no like you get to this age to be honest and people are still trying to find themselves like what you're saying and you're so right like I feel like people of any age can have so many insecurities, but it's up to them like to do the little things like what are you grateful for during the day? They really build up and kind of create that self-confidence that everyone's searching for.
1: Yeah, that's really like, awesome. Like, because sometimes like sometimes even though things can be out of control, what's in control is kind of like what you think,
0: how yeah.
1: uh, you know, what you can do, you know, to change yeah. your life.
0: Yeah, totally. I love that. Speaking of which, you just reminded me, I started to journal every day and I actually created a journal, um, a lifestyle journal, but I have to get back into it. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you are a public speaker and you have a nonprofit. But first, let's talk about your speaking career. Um, you're, are you 17? Are you 18? Yeah, I'm 17. You're 17. So you're <laughs> literally my sister's age and you've been on TED Talks four times right and mm-hmm. I think that is so amazing talk to us about how that even like came up like how did that happen yeah that's
1: a comment I, I always get and uh, like I always wished I got a better answer for it it's like for example I got invited to speak but <laughs> that should just start with Facebook I was just, I was literally I was literally screaming for Facebook you know I just mind my own business yep you kill some time <laughs> and then I saw a TEDx speaker application I was like oh that's interesting and i was like, well there's an idea I always wanted to try mm-hmm. um, maybe I should go for it maybe not and I was like you know what just you know what Le- let me just do it you know just you know why not because when you apply for something at least you have a chance it's better than zero percent when you don't try
0: yeah
1: it's what my math teacher always talked to me back in grade eight <laughs> uh, that so I was saying okay what's the application due date It was a day that I discovered the post. I was like time for a time for me to work on it. So I actually ended up getting a role. I was super surprised. And I would say what they told me, like kind of when I asked like later on, they said that for like TEDx Talks, it's actually most of the time, like you don't need to be a professional speaker at all in order to apply for TEDx, which a lot of people think so actually, but it's just that you can learn how to become a better speaker. But in reality, they just look for good ideas. Because huh. that's all our TEDx mission is all about. Just ideas worth spreading. So as long as you feel that you have an idea worth spreading, like, because everyone does have one. Yeah. Because like everyone knows something that, that you don't, right?
0: Exactly.
1: So that's something that how it kind of came to. And I actually really liked it. Yeah. Like, it's great for you to share a lot of ideas. And also, I would say, like, helping other people through kind of public speaking, really motivated me to kind of keep on doing it. So that's how I also got to do it several more times.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. So your four TED Talks were to grow, you need to let go. And you were talking about friends. And then you talked about living a high definition life with ADHD. And you also talked about discovering the definition of you and talked about bioplastics too. Um, So you covered a number of different topics, which I love. Um, Can you talk a little bit about discovering the definition of you? Um, You talked about becoming the person people expect you to be. Mm -hmm. And we kind of are talking about this now with insecurities and kind of like how people grow up and stuff like that. But where did that topic come from and why are you so passionate about it?
1: I would say that wasn't my first choice. My first choice was actually bioplastics, which I managed to do in my second TEDx talk. But um, the topic of environment got taken. I wanted to do mental health afterwards, but that idea got taken. So I was super lost on what topic to do. Yeah. And kind of while I was thinking, I was also thinking about how I actually felt inferior to the other speakers because there was one person he broke a world record in a marathon because he was the youngest person to do so. so My goodness. Like, wow, that's awesome. And there was also a stunt woman. She did like movies for DC and Marvel. I was like, whoa, okay. Whoa. <laughs> like, well, what about me? I was like, wait, what about me though? Like, I'm just, I'm just a grade nine student. Yeah. I just got lucky, somewhat lucky. I'm like, mm-hmm. what do I have, right? And it's like, well, what do I want to be then? And I was like, oh, oh, then what do I want to be? So that's kind of the idea of how I discovered that. And while I was coming up with that TEDx talk, I kind of also incorporated some personal tips as well as kind of how I went through that process myself because while I was writing it, I was also going through the process of discovering the definition of myself as well
0: true so you just kind of looked within and I think that's so important when people are feeling lost or start comparing to everyone else like what were are saying mm-hmm. with social media it's so important to look within and be like hey what have I done and what am I doing right now and digging deeper in that sense because that's so interesting because I love all of those ranges of topics and I was thinking like oh I really want to speak at my graduation because I did in eighth grade and I did in high school so might as well make it a third time's a charm thing but I'm like mm-hmm. I don't know what I want to talk about so maybe I'll just think about me <laughs> think within me not just me but like my experiences and things like that so huh interesting I love that. And were you yeah. nervous when you were doing this? Like, was it in front of big audiences? Where was the setting?
1: Um, the setting, it was a pretty big audience. I would say they got, I would say they got hundreds of people. So that was pretty nerve-wracking on it. Like, Holy moly. <laughs> mo. Okay. Because um, I would say I also had a very big stage, right? Like I was that type of person Who would always try to go last in public speaking whenever I got the chance (laughs) at school presentations? And whenever I looked into someone's eyes for too long during class, I would start bursting out laughing for no reason. (gasps) That's me,
0: too. Literally (laughs) me. I can't walk by myself either because (sighs) I just will look at them and laugh. Like I laugh Laugh. all the time. I don't know why i laugh, but (laughs) I want to say,
1: in terms of like the TEDx stage, The actually the lights are so bright, it's literally pitch black, so you can't really see anyone else's faces.
0: Awesome.
1: So it feels like an empty room. So that made me feel much better on the stage. By the time sometimes I remember one time I blanked out during one of the scenes. That was scary. But kind of say one thing I did come up with, I was actually the third text talk to grow, you need to let go. And with that, I was like, okay, kind of look inside my heart like what is the thing I really want to say to other people yeah so I would say definitely a tip with public speaking like with your speech like don't just um, not only you should memorize it you know word for word but also by heart in terms of kind of the what are the big ideas you want to share what are kind of the key takeaways that you want people to learn things like that and kind of if you even if you blank out like as long as you can speak from your heart and you naturally just speak like you're speaking to a friend, yeah. that's when it could, That's when you could still ace, uh, like hit the spot on kind of what you want to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's so true. That's really good advice. I think like just speak naturally, like how you would to like you or me, like your friend. So um, that totally makes sense. And I feel like you're so young and you've accomplished so much as you said in one of your TED talks. um has age ever been an issue for you or are you kind of just thriving as a 17 year old (laughs) age can be an
1: issue like I would say both ways because sometimes I look at people who are younger than me and then I feel that like some of them might be more accomplished than me that's when I start feeling insecure about myself and on the other hand like sometimes people always say oh you might be aren't you a little bit too young it's like oh and people say, like oh you're just a high oh my gosh you're a high school student and I'll say like like sometimes it can be great, you know, but other times I could feel like, you know, it's just, you know, they're only paying attention because I'm a high school student. That's what's the only thing that makes me special. Huh. And like, if I wasn't a high school student, what would outcome be? Like, would they treat me more seriously? Um. So definitely a lot of thoughts coming up with that.
0: Hmm. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And you do a really good job with like, branding yourself and kind of marketing yourself um, through these TED Talks and through your Instagram and things like that. Can you talk to us about your brand and your nonprofit? What is it? Okay, I'll
1: start with my nonprofit first. Um, it's called Student Cs. It used to be called Youth of BC. And I started that when I was doing course planning and I felt like I was designing my own future. I'm not gonna lie, because <laughs> you have to choose certain courses in order to get into post-secondary. So I asked my classmates, hey, do you know what courses you want to do and kind of what you want to do after high school? And everyone I talked to said, nope. (laughs) Okay, yeah, there's a problem. But the career life education classes that are supposed to help us with that aren't helping. So I was like, okay, there is a problem. It's like, but like, I wish I could do something to help, but what exactly can I do, right? So the idea of student sees was born. And that was one of kind of where we just post opportunities to help other students and also resources just so other students can take a look at it, as well as answering any questions that people have. Mm-hmm. And there's a kind of adulting, kind of being a the life of being a student and like personal professional development mm-hmm. and kind of a brand myself. Like, I would say everyone does have a brand because a brand is technically like what others perceive you as and kind of how you perceive yourself as. Yes. So first I kind of looked at myself, what do I perceive myself as? What do others think of me, like in my perspective? And I would say sometimes an outsider perspective, like your friends or family can help as well. But I would say also like, what do people? What do I want people to see me as? You think about how you can carry that out. And for me, actually I used to do bubble tea branding. So kind of just, you know, oh. making a drink of your life and all that. But i would say when I kind of went with it, I felt that I was starting to outgrow it in terms of kind of who I was. Right. Because I was starting to think deeper about life and how life can be like a game. Because I would say yes. I like to gamify a lot of things sometimes. Yes,
0: me too. It's like, hey,
1: because it makes it more fun. Yeah. <laughs> it it even homework at a, to a certain extent. So, yeah, no, I nice totally to agree. Think. Oh, yeah. And it started turning to turn into like a game aesthetic for my brand and kind of saying like how you could. You could build up skills and all that. And I would say that's kind of, kind of where my brand is changing to right now. And sometimes when you're stuck with one brand, just know that you could always change it. And it's a, always a, like a journey, kind of like how your life is. Because to a certain extent, your brand is also kind of a little bit of who you are.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Especially if it's your personal brand, like you're selling yourself. Like, I think it is totally who you are. So that's, you hit the nail on the head there. And is it just you? Or do you have a team of people that are helping you with all of these things? Or are you just kind of going on your own? Like me, I'm doing that too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For my personal brand, and it's for myself. But for students is it's actually my team. Um, oh, cool. and my team. I would say I would I would say I definitely would give a lot of credit towards my teammates because they also did contribute a lot in terms of kind of helping the organization become like what it is today. And yeah, I would say it definitely a lot of self learning as well. You now, while you're creating your own brand, you also learn a lot, like in terms of, for example, kind of how you interact with other people. Also, yeah. networking, which is a super important skill. I agree. And yeah, I would say if for those who are starting off with networking, definitely one tip is to kind of make sure to come across like your your idea, like why you're reaching out to them very clearly. And to also just make sure to be genuine and know that it's a two way relationship. Yeah. Because especially a lot of times, like I I would like I learned that, you know, I shouldn't I like I knew from the start that you know I shouldn't be so needy or like just reaching out like hey can you yeah, give me yeah. like, a, like a referral or something yeah because like like if you look put in yourself into their shoes and then like think about how you receive that you know you kind of feel a little bit iffy about that because it exactly. does genuine.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you kind of want to pose it like, how are you helping them versus like, hey, help me? (laughs) You know what I mean? Because like, Yeah, because if someone were to go to you and just be like, hi, can you do this for me? You'd probably be like, "Mm, I don't have time. Mm -hmm. Or like, you wouldn't respond. Like, some people don't respond. But like, if they pose like, hi, I'm this person and I'm reaching out because I can help you with this. Can you help Mm -hmm. me type of thing? I feel like it goes a long way. And that's for anyone at any age, even if you're looking for your first job, your last job, or you're still in high school, applying to uh, colleges or anything. So, Yeah. Mm -hmm that's a good point. And you mentioned at the very beginning, um, starting your own thing after school or doing something else. Like what, what are your next steps of life? Do you think?
1: Ooh, okay. That's a hard one, but for me, I might look into just speaking part-time. Uh, so yeah. Right now, I'm doing a pro bono, but I might want to turn to a business. Um, so it's actually some people to bring it up. It's like, that could be a possible thing. It's like, oh, so I'm considering that. And also coaching just to help other people, you know, become speakers or I love it their personal brands. So that might be another thing, but but yeah, I would say, other than that, next steps try to get to post secondary. Um, just so I can have some fun, hopefully, locally, um, yeah. to the same university as my sister. So, not so we can also probably get some bonding time as well. Oh, and and get yeah, so it's not too far from home because sometimes I do get homesick as well. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, I would say that's kind of certain goals. But I would say other than that, maybe try to get into creative writing because I've been trying to write a bit on like, for example, like um, like poems or kind of like my own book. But I would say that's the pretty much the gist of it.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. I would say I had a guest on, he's a professional motivational speaker and um, life coach and his name is Steve Gamlin. So I'll send you the episode link, but you'll have to listen to him. He's so cool. And he does it for a living and you can hear about all his journey. And then I also have um, a life coach on Sylvia Masters, who does it kind of like on the side and um, just has an LLC, but I have a few people that might interest you because I can totally see you doing that. I can totally see you writing a book. If you write a book, tell me how it goes. Cause I wanted to write a book one time. But then I was like, I don't, I don't have time for this. So that's gonna be down the line for me. But yeah, let me know. <laughs> yeah. I
1: guess actually I might I'm actually kind of writing one right now, but um it's actually just a fictional book. Just some oh, cool. kind of like a creative story. I love um, it. Yeah. It's kind of I start on I would say online because I would say starting online definitely for sure to those who are interested in writing like Wattpad, Quotev or archive your own and that's like the, I would say to your side, I said some people do write like good fanfictions sometimes I read <laughs> fanfictions that's, cool. <laughs> that's, that's
0: cool that's cool
1: but but yeah that I would say definitely start online if you're too nervous to do a print a book on print.
0: Huh. No, that's a really good point. I didn't even think like, cause I printed the journal book. Um, I can show it to you after, but I, I think that's cool that there are sites and places where you can just publish online too. So then you don't have to pay technically for printing. So that's Mm -hmm. really cool. Huh, interesting. But I feel like you have so much in store in your future. And I think it's so cool that you've kind of taken this opportunity from TEDx and multiplied that by four and times that by a thousand for the rest of your life. Um, So what are some tips that you can give people to feel empowered this coming year for themselves.
1: You're not alone in feeling that you might not be good enough because sometimes even people who look accomplished as well still feel that way. Yeah. So that, but I would say definitely first of all focus on yourself because sometimes we can forget that we're also a priority because we yeah. don't want to feel selfish, right? And yeah, so right. we want to care about others. But in order to care for others, we also need to have some capacity of caring for ourselves as well before reaching out to others. Mm-hmm. Because if we feel too emotionally drained and yet we still try to reach out to other people, it ca- can cause a lot of mental and physical damage. So kind of making sure to take care of yourself first and also focus on yourself, even though it's, it can be like really hard, especially when <laughs> you're comparing yourself to others. But you also have to think about like, you have you're wasting time comparing yourself to others yeah and you can focus that time to improving yourself to where you want to be instead of focusing on others in that sense yeah but obviously another different aspect is people do also do have their own kind of their own you know path their own life and you will you may not have the same exact path as them because right. you know life's a different mm-hmm. and you need to remind yourself often you know you have your own strengths give you your own achievements and dreams can actually be pretty great. Like, you know, it's not bad to dream, but you also will need to keep on taking action because taking action, that's when you turn your dreams into reality. Like who doesn't want that, right? Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's such all of those things I love because (laughs) I feel like it hits home for me because kind of right now I'm going through that emotionally drained point (laughs) and Uh like Mm -hmm. I think sometimes like at any age people do like people just have Mm -hmm. phases of that but it's a matter of like going back to yourself as cliche as it sounds and taking care of yourself so um that's something that we're all working on and trying Mm -hmm. to do so I love that and finally Mm -hmm. where can people find you on your platforms
1: yeah for sure so well, my username most of my, almost all, of my, like literally actually all of my platforms on Instagram, LinkedIn is basically Vivian XYCT. Mm-hmm. And actually sometimes I do get questions on kind of that username. So yeah, XY, XY is actually my middle name, Jinyoung, and oh, Z, cool. how for Ham Jen said. So, oh. XY, Vivian XYCT since my name. so that's kind of the username where you can find me all over
0: awesome and that's so cool I met someone with an x middle name because my I'm from China too I was adopted mm-hmm. um but my middle name's Shaolei, and it starts oh. with an x so I'm like oh wow like now we have ex-friends. x friends okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but that's awesome well, thank you so much for coming on today it was so fun having you yeah likewise thank you so much for having me on Thank you for listening in. Hit that subscribe button if you enjoyed this episode. And if that inspired you, I would love if you shared on your social media platforms and tagged me at lilygrace underscore lifestyle on Instagram, or you can visit my website at www.lilygraceyork.com to see my show notes and leave a review as well. I would love to hear your feedback, so please tell me everything and anything that you learned today. Stay classy, stay bossy, and stay listening.